You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to Locked On Lions on a Wednesday, February 23rd, and a Thursday, February 24th on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is indeed your host, Matt Terry. As we discuss, Detroit Lions football offseason certainly uh, underway and continues. We've got the combine next week, draft coming up, free agency. And my guest today, I can't wait to talk to this guy, Ari Mayrov of PFF.com. If you follow him on Twitter at My Sports Update, this guy has over 500,000. Twitter followers, he breaks news, uh, any NFL news that comes up, he's on it, he's got videos, and he was just hired by Pro Football Focus pretty recently at PFF, and it's a young kid that uh, in his 20s that uh, just is all over the NFL and just does such a great job, and Ari was down uh, at the Senior Bowl, he'll be at the Combine, and now works uh, for PFF at Pro Football Focus, and we're going to talk to him coming up momentarily. Also today... PFF speculating that the Lions are going to say goodbye to a veteran player. We'll tell you who coming up on the show today. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked on Lions on Twitter, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. And uh, we love that you're listening, whether it's uh, driving home, driving to work, or whenever you... Uh, uh, can get a chance to follow us on Lockdown Lions and to get the content that you deserve. Yesterday, Tony Pauline joined us from Pro Football Network uh, and uh, does a great job with the draft and draft uh, analyst work. So if you missed yesterday, go back and listen to it. All right, uh, we're going to talk to Ari momentarily, but the folks at PFF talked about a cut candidate for each NFL team or a possible trade candidate on each NFL team due to the salary cap. And for the Lions, I don't think it's any big surprise to anybody that the folks at PFF think Detroit, Brad Holmes, that they're going to let go of Trey Flowers. Now think about this for a second. One of the best stories of the year for the Lions is Charles Harris. Finished with over eight sacks, was able to get to the quarterback a little bit, and picked up where Romeo Quara left off the year before. Of course, Romeo missed most of the season this year due to injury. You'll get a healthy Romeo Quara back in 2022. Hopefully a re-upped Charles Harris. Julian Oquara starting to come on a little bit at the edge, a young player uh, that played in his second year this year. And many speculate that the Lions are going to draft either Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau at number two. So that's a lot of edge guys. Just off the top of my head, that's four right there. The draft pick, the Oquaras, and Charles Harris, if he's back. Meaning, Trey Flowers will likely not be needed. Now remember, Bob Quinn brought Flowers in from New England a few years ago on a five-year, $90 million deal. He's played three seasons for the Lions and really hasn't done much. He played okay in year one. Got an 82.8 overall grade from PFF, 62 quarterbacks pressures in his first year. But since then, as PFF notes, Flowers has logged, quote, just over 300 snaps in back-to-back seasons and has just 19 total quarterback pressures, end quote. His cap savings, if they cut him, is $10.3 million. His dead money, if they cut him, is $12.8 million. This is a no-brainer. 
Trey Flowers has not been a high-impact player. He makes too much money. The Lions have some money to spend in free agency, not a ton. We'll ask Ari what he thinks the Lions are going to do. But I don't see Trey Flowers coming back. The Lions need edge rushers. They do. But if you take Thibodeau or Hutchinson at two, one of those two guys is going to be starting as an outside linebacker in Aaron Glenn's system and as a edge rusher. Romeo Quara back. Julian Quara back. Charles Harris, you got to bring back. He was the one guy that was getting to the passer, getting to the passer last year. So Trey Flowers being cut, and um, the Lions saving significant cash and cap space, knowing they're not going to probably win a ton of games again next year, and are going for it by 2023, uh, I think would be a very very smart move. Very, very smart move. And this is what a Pro Football Focus speculates the Lions are going to do uh, this offseason. All right, Ari Mayrov is coming up next from PFF. Football might be done for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Thank goodness Michigan's playing Rutgers tonight. No more Juwan Howard talk. Please, I beg of you. I can't take it. You want to bet on Michigan tonight? Minus five, they're favored over Rutgers? With, with Juwan gone and T-Will gone and Musa gone. How about that? You can do it at betonline.net. Put some money down. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just basketball, BetOnline.net, your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. And hey, if they end up playing baseball this year... <laughs> You can bet on the games at BetOnline. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, I've been chasing after this guy for a while. Uh, I love his Twitter feed, at MySportsUpdate. He's now at Pro Football Focus, uh, covering the NFL as a reporter, as an analyst. And he gives us a couple minutes here on Locked On Lions. It's the great Ari Mayrov. What's up, Ari? Matt, I appreciate you having me on. I know this has been something you've asked. Um, were you the one who asked me on the day that I actually got hired at PFF? Cor- that is it was, correct. It was, it was it was somewhere in that area. Yes, yes. And, I, um, I was completely I was completely stalking you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were able to make you work here a week before the combine, especially right now when the offseason season get a little bit wild. So um, it's going to be a crazy, crazy couple of weeks or even months. Ari, your story is unbelievable. You're you're a young guy, I believe, still in your twenties, correct? That is correct. How, how did this get, all get started for you? And now you've got five hundred twenty-seven thousand followers on Twitter, and and you're working at PFF. Well, we love Steve and and the folks there. They do such a great job. How did this all come about? You know, it's it's an interesting story, and like you know, everyone has a different path to getting to where they are. So really, for me, it was um, back in twenty thirteen. Really, just as an avid NFL fan, really my whole life, my whole young life, it was more of like you know, I always you know loved the game, loved the draft for agency, the games, obviously. But I was like, you know, there's so many different people who are posting news and stuff, and it's kind of hard for the average fan who's at work or is in school to kind of keep up with everything. Because, of course, there's 50-plus players on every team, and there's moves happening every day. So I was like, you know, let me just try to make a, a Twitter page where I kind of organize everything in one spot. First two, three years, really, nobody looked at it. It wasn't much of a following. But, you know, around 2016, 2017, I started realizing I have some players and reporters and agents 
and all these people who you kind of read about and know that they are behind the scenes type of people following the account. And I was like, you know, I, I might have something here. So I kind of just kept them doing the exact same thing of posting relevant, notable, inaccurate, and timely information. And over time, it just kept on growing and growing. I was doing real estate as my main hustle. I was doing this as really as my side hustle, but really grinding on it. And then this past year, like we mentioned, PFF came along. They are always into data, analytics, and numbers. And they were like, we want to start a news division. And that was just right up my alley. And um, we were able to work something out. I am part of their news team now. And um, it's just a crazy ride. It's unbelievable. It's very cool. And, and, and again, like you said, the power of social media and folks want that information and especially transactions, signings, trades, and, and, and you, you got to be on top of the stuff. Uh, do you sleep is the question. I do sleep just like every human does. I am not a big time sleeper. However, I, um, I do go to sleep pretty late. I do wake up pretty early every day. So I guess that is a benefit for what I do. Um, it doesn't really bother me, but, um, yes, I do get sleep, but I am, um, constantly aware of where information could come from and I'm ready for it whenever it does happen, which is um, obviously been probably one of the most important parts about doing this job. All right, Mayrov with me uh, from Pro Football Focus. Uh, follow him on Twitter at MySportsUpdate. Um, tell me about what PFF has you doing specifically. You said they started up kind of a news division. We know what Pro Football Focus is all about with the numbers, with the grades. We talk every Monday after every Lions game here about the top five and bottom five players. We don't want to give away every single grade because obviously PFF has subscribers and I am one. Um, but uh, what, what are you doing specifically for them? Well, you know, it's first of all, the Twitter account itself would be the exact same way of, you know, posting away with all the news information that's going on. I mean, that just stays the same. But we have some, obviously, free agency stuff coming up on the site. Um, let's just say we obviously just went to the Senior Bowl. Um, we were there, got to chat up with a lot of people there around the NFL, got to know a lot of new people or, you know, meet up with people we've met, you know, on Twitter or social media, get to meet them in person. Obviously, um, that's always great. Went to Super Bowl week, was at Radio Row, got to see a lot of different media members that we all get to see online as well, get to meet them. And um, just keep on building connections. Of course, we'll be at the Combine next week in Indy. That's really just like spring break for all of football. Every single person that matters is there when it comes to football um executives coaches agents etc cetera, etc cetera. so um of course it's just getting to build connections and talk to a lot of these different people a lot of um, um you know different personalities out there it's great to talk and have conversations and um that's kind of what i've been doing and of course once all this crazy draft stuff heats up we're going to have a lot of different posts coming up on the site whether it's um you know, the free agents to keep an eye on who can get paid uh, more than you would expect. Some draft prospects who might go higher than you would expect. Those type of things will be coming up as well. Ari, what about the uh, Senior Bowl? You mentioned Mobile. What, what was your impressions of the Detroit Lions, who were uh, obviously highly featured down there? Yep. Um, it was, um, I got to say, man, it was great seeing a lot of people there from the Lions staff. And, um, you know, Dan Campbell, for the first time, um, ever the senior ball was you know it's run by Jim Nagy they kind of changed it up a little bit where the head coaches aren't actually head coaches you right. know they handed it off to their assistants so they could um you know get to feel what it's like to be a head coach a Deuce Daly was doing it there for Detroit and he is somebody who I think could be a future head coach I mean all the you know all those prospects there really responded well to him and then there were you know we got to see you know Brad Holmes who I think is um a very 
I mean, I know he's only been the GM for a year, but I think he's someone who's really well-respected, a talent evaluator at heart. Um, someone who's, you know, you just saw his last draft. I mean, all the great prospects that are coming into Detroit, someone who's, um, again, really well-respected. And I think Detroit has somebody really good there. John Dorsey, another guy who was there, another talent evaluator at heart. So guys who are um, getting up close look at all these guys for a week, being just one of two teams who can do that, be in the lunchrooms, be around all these players basically all day, get to see them. I think it's a big-time benefit for the Lions who have two first-round picks. And then I'll give you a little bit of a shout-out to one of your coaches there, Kelvin Shepard, your linebackers coach. is um, He's a really entertaining guy, and he's a really guy who – Literally every prospect there just loved being around. I mean, he coaches the players. He's very, very, um, I don't even know what the word is, but um, he's just somebody who everyone just attracts to, and he's just um, incredible, and I'm curious to see um, how he keeps on moving up the ladder as he uh, works on his coaching career. Of course, a former NFL linebacker, but he's somebody who, um, high energy and someone that I was really impressed by when I was there on the field. Yeah, everybody, you mentioned that's a great observation by you. Everybody really loves uh, uh, Shep, as they call him, and um, former player. I think a lot of the players, uh, you know, definitely glom on to some of the former players, and there's so many of them on that Lions staff. And it, Ari, you bring up a great point. As you know, the Lions' history is so bad, and 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 they were just at the Senior Bowl with the the the, the Quintricia era with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, which was an outright disaster. And it's like, wow, you know, everybody walked away from Mobile, you included, with with a different sort of outlook on Detroit. I mean. Do you think this this um, uh, you know this restore here can, can go quicker than people think? Yeah, I do. So I before I even joined PFF, I was still doing a couple of shows, not as much as I was doing now as I am doing now. But I'm on the record as someone when Holmes and Kendall were hired that Detroit is going in the right direction. I mean, I heard of Brad Holmes. Before he got hired, I know how important he was there for the Rams staff um, upstairs with Lesney. I mean, you, we always talk about the Rams and how, you know, they don't have first-round picks, but they keep on hitting on those mid-to-late-round picks. One of the guys who's mainly responsible for that is Brad Holmes. Again, this guy is – he has an eye for talent. He really does. And him running the show in Detroit, in my opinion, is um, – you guys already got to see it in his first draft. I mean, Panay Sewell, Amon Rossine Brown, all these other guys that they brought in. Again, Detroit Detroit doesn't get any primetime games, so like the average fan maybe didn't get to see all this. But Detroit has some good talent there on that roster, and you have guys upstairs right now who know what they're doing. And the coaching staff, I think everyone you know was misled, I guess, by Dan Campbell when his first press conference happened. But we all got to see throughout the year. This is a player's coach. Everyone loves him. Um, I'll never forget that loss to the Vikings or the Ravens, which, whichever one it was, where he was just so emotional after a loss. I mean, that's a guy who cares about his players and cares about really everything. And um, that coaching staff really, I mean, I know Anthony Lynn is no longer there, but I think they all got along pretty well. And um, the idea of bringing a bunch of former players, it, it kind of worked. It looked like, it, I mean, people really, had questions about it, but I think it really worked um, in year one. I think a lot of the players, young players, really enjoyed being coached by these guys. And I think um, this is a team, I know it's going to take some time or require some patience, but you know, these two guys got six-year deals and the owner told them, hey, you have time here. Go start from the bottom, work the way up, and build a consistent franchise here. And I think the guys you have right now there are the right people to do it. 
Ari Mayrov is with us from PFF and the Ari Mayrov NFL show. He just had Adam Schefter on, by the way, and you can check that out on YouTube or just go to at uh, my sports update on Twitter. Ari has posted clips already on that. I want to talk to Ari a little bit more about the Lions and what's next, free agency in the draft. We'll do that coming up. First, though, I've got to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Go to Built.com, folks. Seriously, these protein bars taste just like candy bars. They are amazing, and you can get them all at Built.com. All bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. The Built Puffs, which are those marshmallow treats, also 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, not a Built Bar. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. You know I love the white chocolate cookies and cream here in the month of February. Get them at Built.com. Go there now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I'm more with Ari Mayrov from uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus, uh, here on Locked on Lions today. Ari, you look at this team, and I know you guys at PFF did a great uh, piece on the top 10 free agents at all positions. Free agencies coming before the draft. Where do you where do you think the Lions are going here? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious just to see, I mean, how, if they'll even be aggressive when it comes to free agency. Because, you know, when I look at this team, I think they obviously have a, they're bringing in a bunch of younger guys. But, you know, like last year where it was like, you know, a bunch of one-year deals or not big-time contracts. I think they, they really want to, as I said before, really just um, build this from the ground up and do it the right way, where it's not where we're just throwing out money at people when we're not ready to win yet. So I'm kind of curious if they are – I don't know if they're ready yet to go out and just spend big-time money on a big-time player. I think it's more about let's just keep on adding more role players onto this team, more depth pieces onto this team. I don't really envision them going crazy when it comes to anybody big. Um, when it comes to cap space, they are in a – not, they're in a solid position, I would say. I mean, not not the best, not the worst. They're in the middle. I would, I would, I would say right now they could make some moves to um, add more cash space, obviously. But I don't really know if they're ready yet to go in that direction where we're just going to go and spend a lot of money, if you know what I mean. Um, I think we've seen a team like the Jets do that when Joe Douglas got there where, you know, he had to take over a team where, you know, they brought in Le'Veon Bell and Mosley and all these big contracts. But, that roster was a mess. We're not ready to spend right now because we're not ready to win. Let's try to get out of all these bad contracts from the previous regime and then eventually work our way up and start spending. So I don't know if the Lions are going to go in that direction yet. Um, again, we'll have the combine this week. We'll probably talk to some people and find out exactly where they are. But um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if they're going to be do what I guess Bob Quinn did, where he just threw money at Trey Flowers and threw money at, uh, at other players like that. Well, you guys are speculating in, in your piece this week that uh, Trey Flowers could be gone. I mean, that would save them $10 million, and I, I would be all for that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a, a cap casualty potential there. In Detroit, um, you know, it's a signing that looked good in the beginning. It hasn't been great moving forward. Um, again, every team needs pass rushers. They need somebody who can come off the edge and, you know, create some pressure. But for the amount of money that he got and the amount of money he is getting, um, not sure if he is worth holding on to the books. Um, it would clear, I believe, $10 million, believe, um, yep. I believe 12 in dead money as well. So um, they would have to eat some money as well. But again, for the amount of money that he's making and what he's been producing, it could be time to move on. 
What about the draft? Uh, picks 2, 32, and 34. Five picks in the top 100. Um, you know, we talked to uh, Tony Pauline yesterday, and he mentioned, hey, look, I think Jacksonville would be dumb to to pick an Evan Neal or uh, the kid from NC State or any of these offensive linemen at one, but yet that's a possibility. There's a lot of mocks that, that, that throw that out there, which would leave a Hutchinson or Thibodeau at two. What, what are you hearing, and, and what do you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Jaguars taking off into tackle number one simply because um, – you know, it's all about your quarterback right now and um, protecting your quarterback should be priority number one and just getting people around him. So it's a very deep offensive tackle class and their GM over there, Trent Balky, is somebody um, who has some Bill Parcells genes in him, wants to, you know, work the trenches. Same thing with Doug Peterson when he was in Philadelphia, get the trenches to be a strength. So it would not be surprised at all if they go in that direction. As for the line to number two, I mean, again, this the draft is, is their main event. That, that's what we're all looking, looking forward to. Again, I mentioned Brad Holmes this is what he does this is his main thing this is what he's good at right so um yeah all those picks is great um number two overall it's it's kind of weird because it feels like everybody in the nfl and in circles just believe it's Keenan hutchinson guaranteed if he's there michigan guy stays home they need pass rush help it kind of feels like everyone is already on board with it. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll be at the combine next week. We'll hear more probably, and it's it is a little bit early. Teams are, you know, still in that process of having all those meetings and everything. But you know, it feels like everybody's just all in on them doing that. And again, in the back end of the first ha- of, of the first round, pick number thirty-two from the Stafford trade. I don't really get the sense that they are. I guess going all in to try to get a quarterback whether it's in a trade or in the draft i mean i I feel like they are okay if it comes down to keeping jared goff it doesn't mean that they will but it's not like it's a oh we got we got to get somebody else you know what i mean so like i do yeah yeah, when when we were there at mobile they were looking at all the quarterbacks. I think Malik Wells is probably the best quarterback there on the field overall throughout the three days of practices. But I don't think they're in a situation where it's like, we got to get one. I feel like, again, they have a six-year contract with both these guys. If the guy they want and believe in is not there, they are perfectly fine waiting another year when, once again, they'll have two first-round picks from that Stafford trade. So it's not it's not like a, we got to get a quarterback this year. I feel like this is the type of thing where – if the guy they love is not there, let's just keep Jared Goff here. I don't know if it's the best, Ari, or the worst thing that happened at Mo- in Mobile that Malik Willis played so well. Because you're right, now it's... I mean, Ari, there were people here in Detroit actually speculating, maybe the Lions should just take Willis at two. And it's like, are you out of your minds? Like, he's not going number two overall, but he had a good week. And obviously he was coached by uh, uh, by Deuce Staley and, and, and the Lions offensive staff and Ben Johnson. Yeah, I mean, Mark Brunel was there hands-on with all these quarterbacks. Um, he was there throughout all three days, and um, he was very hands-on with all, all three guys on that team. I believe Sam Howell was on that team. Yep. I believe the third one was Carson Strong, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's no quarterback going in the top. I don't know. Top, definitely not in the top two. It's just not happening. Um, it's. I, I think you can make an argument that the top five quarterbacks in last year's draft – all will be the number one quarterback in this draft. I mean, that's just how I don't want to say mediocre, but it's not it's not a strong quarterback class. It's just not. Yeah. Um we could definitely get one or two going in the first round. Um, but in top in that top echelon of the draft, it's just it 
people would believe it's a reach. Again, one of these guys can end up becoming Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or whatever three years from now. But right now, there's nobody who should be going in that top portion of the draft. Ari, you are a star, man. Keep up the great work. I love the conversation with you. Let's do it again. First sure, man. I appreciate you bringing me on, and um, we'll get ready for a crazy offseason. No question about it. There he is, Ari Mayrov, with us from PFF.com. Follow him on Twitter at MySportsUpdate. Does a fantastic job in keeping us uh, all informed in his videos, too. The, the interview we did with Adam Schefter, check that out, too, uh, on YouTube and uh, on Ari's Twitter. That'll do it for Lockdown Lions for this a Wednesday. We're back again tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen, everybody.